What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is the second uh, Bible study that we are doing together. We're talking about spiritual discernment, biblical discernment in an unbiblical age. So I hope you've got your Bibles with you today and that you're ready to ink them up. Uh, Several of you have been asking me about... um, my, some of my favorite Bibles, and I link to them over at my scripture writing page, which reminds me, if you haven't checked out the scripture writing page, do it. We are talking about overcoming deception this month, uh, the month of September. We are talking about overcoming deception, which actually dovetails really beautifully with biblical discernment in an unbiblical age, because we have an enemy and he is a liar. The Bible says Satan is the father of lies. And so um, there is a link to my favorite Bible over there. I love a journaling Bible. I I use one myself. But you know what? This is kind of a fun fact. My very favorite Bible that I have in my house, I picked up at the Goodwill. <laughs> no joke. Like, oh my goodness, like 10, 12, 15 years ago, somewhere in there. And uh, I found this Bible, the Goodwill, and I have so many notes in it. And so I kind of vacillate back and forth between my old Bible that I really love that has kind of a worn old feel to it and my beautiful uh, journaling Bible. That I picked up online. So also you might want to check out the Inspire Bible from Tyndale. I will link back to those at the show notes today. Some of my favorites. If you guys haven't signed up for Fearless in Indianapolis, October 14th and 15th, that is coming up. It's right around the corner. Uh, you can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash fearless. And also I'm going to be in Tampa, bringing Fearless to Tampa November 4th and 5th. So I hope that you will take, uh, some, you know, bring a carload of your uh, women friends with you, and let's see what God's going to do in Indianapolis and Tampa this fall. We're going to be studying the Word of God together and particularly listening to what God has to say about fear. All right, so I'm appreciating hearing back from you. Uh, those of you who are brand new to the study, I'm actually brand new to this too. I'm sure it's going to morph and change. We have a couple of ideas of things that we want to do as the Bible study continues to grow. But it's really exciting for me to see so many of you want to get into the Word of God. I'm going to be talking about prayer in the weeks to come too, and I've got some really amazing stories of answers to prayer, the things that the Lord is teaching me about the importance of being on our knees before the Lord, and the reminder that we are in a spiritual battle. That's why we need discernment, because we are not battling. Remember I read from Ephesians 6 last week, we are not in a battle against flesh and blood. We are fighting um, something that the Bible calls a uh, cosmic forces. Isn't that crazy? Spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. That's what we're up against. It's no small thing. So look with me for just a minute in First Peter 5. Let's pick it up there. So go ahead and open your Bible. My grandpa used to say that. My grandpa was a pastor, and I used to sit under his teaching when I was little, and he would always say, Bible's open at... And then he would say a verse, and we would repeat it to him. And I can almost hear him saying that uh, to me right now. But go ahead and open your Bibles to the book of Peter, First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. This is probably one of the, the most um, 
I don't know, uh, picturesque, I guess, isn't the right word. It's an illustration of what we're up against. And Peter is saying, look out, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. I just want to let that sort of sink in for a minute. Because Peter is saying, this isn't a time to be sleeping. As mothers, if we knew that there was a lion prowling around, uh, waiting outside our homes to devour someone, we wouldn't let our kids out in the front yard or in the backyard. We probably wouldn't go out ourselves. And if we did, we'd be girded up, right? We'd have our swords drawn and our shields up. We'd be watching for the enemy. And I think what's happening in the culture today in so many arenas is that we're not watching. We're not guarding ourselves. And Peter is saying, watch out. Uh, I love this translation. For you, for uh, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls along like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. That's verse nine. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. So what does that look like? What does it look like for you to be strong in your faith, to be looking out for the, uh, that enemy? I think it comes back to that word that we talked about last week, that word discernment, the ability to look at what's happening around you through the lens of scripture and be able to to filter everything that's happening around you according to what God would want you to do as a woman who follows and serves the living God. So what's discernment? So when we think about discernment and the ability to simply think biblically about every aspect of our lives, that means we've got to be able to go before the throne. So let me ask you, as you as you think about this, and you can stop the podcast if you want to and really talk about this for a couple of minutes, but I'm gonna ask you today if you're really different. If in our walk with God, are we really different? Are our mar- do our marriages reflect the discernment that comes from uh, walking with the Lord? Does the way that we parent our children reflect a knowledge of the word of God? The Bible says in Proverbs that there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads only to death. And in Proverbs 12, verse 15, it says, the way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. God has a lot to say about our children and how we should raise them. We're supposed to be raising them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. That means that when something happens in the culture around you or when your kids come home uh, from Uh, playing with their friends, or they've heard something on television that you're able to say, oh man, I know that you heard that. That's not right. Remember we talked about that last time, there is such a thing as truth. And that means if there is such a thing as truth, then the opposite of truth would have to be that there was such a thing as a lie. And so we need to help our children be able to discern what that is. Are we different in our churches? Are we different in our churches? I can name three, unfortunately, churches right off the top of my head right now who I know are uh, performing same-sex marriages. Well, if you want to know what God thinks about homosexuality, it takes a very short study. This isn't even some of the things, you know, I've heard Bible scholars argue about things that don't carry eternal significance with them for many, many years. And there are certain things that we can argue about and kind of go, well, I don't know, it could be interpreted this way, it could be interpreted that way. You guys, homosexuality is not one of those things, and yet the culture and many people in the culture who claim to speak on behalf of the Lord have said, well, the culture's changing, the church needs to change with it. Listen, the Bible says in Isaiah that we don't change when the culture change because God doesn't change. Does the medium change? Yes. So you're getting, you're in, you're getting this uh, podcast today on your computer, right? Or on your smartphone. And so obviously we're using the technology and we change with it. Our methods of communication might change, but the message never changes. 
the message that God has given us in his word stays the same. And if we're not really different in our churches, then that's a sign to me that we have allowed the enemy to come in to our churches and infiltrate them, which frankly is what he's after. Right? Because if you want to get to the sheep, who do you get to? You get to the shepherd, right? And we've got the enemy taking a full-on, a full-scale attack at the shepherds in our churches today. And I know because I've talked to many of you at conferences, many of you have come up to me uh, and said, wow, we know that the teaching that we're getting in our churches isn't correct. Or maybe you've got a pastor who's afraid to use discernment from his pulpit. Maybe he's afraid to talk about what's happening in the culture and afraid to give you instruction from the word. If that's where you are, can I just encourage you to pray about maybe not going there and finding a church where your pastor is going to be talking to you about the things out of the word of God that are relevant to you, whether they're popular to talk about or not. Because that's what we need to be doing as men and women who claim to follow the name of Jesus. So why do we need discernment? Luke 640 says that a student is not above his teacher, but everybody who's fully trained will be like their teacher. You know, this I've said this before on the podcast. This to me is one of my, my favorite verses for a uh, defense of homeschooling. Because the Bible is telling us very clearly that a student isn't above his teacher. That when a student is trained, the Bible says he'll be like his teacher. Well, that tells me we need discernment in the way that we allow our children to be educated. For some of you listening today, that's going to mean that you're going to have to make a hard choice. That you're either going to have to be really committed, resolutely committed to knowing what is being taught in your schools, what is the scope and sequence, what is the agenda, what is uh, the purpose. Because I guarantee you, school isn't just about reading, writing, and arithmetic anymore. What do we need? We need discernment. Where do we get it? We get it from the Lord. How do we get it? We get it by reading his word and by coming before God in prayer. Because the fact of the matter is we are the shepherds of this generation. We've been given the incredible opportunity, those of you who are listening to this who are parents, the incredible opportunity to shape our children and the hearts of our kids. We are the shepherds of this generation. We've got to learn to be discerning. So when something happens and, you, and you've got a little bit of a, a check in your spirit, that's probably the Holy Spirit saying, hey, come back to me. And if you're not sure, if something I say, for example, doesn't resonate with you, a discerning spirit would go, man, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, and, and go to the word. It doesn't hurt my feelings, you guys. And it shouldn't hurt the feelings of your pastor. So if you hear him say something that you're not sure, man, I just, I just don't know if that lines up with the word of God. It's your responsibility as, a, as a, a believer to go before the Lord and say, Father, give me your eyes. Help me to see what it is that you want me to do. A discerning Christian is going to resist a worldly interpretation of the word of God. Romans 12 uh, verse 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. This is the will of God, that he would not conform any more to the pattern of this world. How do you do that? You ask the Lord for wisdom, and then you walk it out. You need to be discerning. God has so much more for this generation of believers than to be led around by men and women who aren't discerning and don't know the Lord and are speaking on behalf of him. We need to learn how to get into the word for ourselves. 
So I'm going to wrap up this podcast and next week we're going to pick it up and we're going to be talking about the difference between emotional reasoning and biblical reasoning. And I'm going to give you a couple of uh, modern day examples that you can find on YouTube right now uh, of people who are speaking uh, about spiritual issues, but they're not speaking from a biblical point of view. And in the same way that the blog post that I mentioned last week was devoid of spiritual wisdom, you're going to see more and more examples of this. And the reason I'm going to be giving you these examples is because I want you to learn to see them for yourself so that when you when you uh, hear something on the radio or you see something on television or something comes across your social media pages, you can go, you know what, that's, that's, something's not right about that. And you can take it to the Lord. God wants to give you wisdom. It's in his heart to do it. So I hope you'll take some time at the end of this podcast, come before the Lord in prayer with your group, and just ask ask the Lord to give you wisdom. And in fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast in prayer. And then when you're done, go back uh, to the book of Romans, open it up to Romans chapter 12, and talk about with each other, what does it look like not to conform to the pattern of this world? What does it look like to be transformed by the renewing of your mind? And then next week, we'll talk about emotional versus biblical reasoning. Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord God, without your word, we would be lost. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you have said that greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. And Father, I pray for every person listening to this podcast today, for every mother who's training her children, for every friend who's in a work situation that she knows she's being asked to be set apart and be different and not to be conformed anymore to the patterns of this world. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us by the power of your spirit to be exactly who you say that we are, to speak grace and truth together. Lord, that we would be, that we would be salt and light in a world that desperately needs Jesus. Father, I thank you so much for the women who are studying your word with me, and I pray that you just encourage us all, Father, as the days that we are living in are so challenging to just be the women that you've called us to be. Thank you for your word, Father. May we learn how to rightly apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, women, thank you so much for joining me. I will see you back here next week. We're going to talk about emotional versus biblical reasoning. And in the meantime, I got a couple of awesome podcasts coming up for you. So keep on listening. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.